Spider-Man, Spider-Man Does whatever a spider can Spins a web any side Catches thieves just like black Look out! Here comes a Spider-Man Is he strong? Listen, but He's got radioactive blood Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead Hey there! There goes a Spider-Man all right, welcome to another episode of How Simp Sees It. We are here for all of your Spider-Man needs, including all of them? yes, every single one, all including right. that one right there from uh, Michael Bublé. Very good singer. He is. I have it on good authority. He sings <laughs> better than me. So I, I would be interested to know what uh, source you derive that from. Yeah, uh, I tell you, uh, a deep source. Okay. A deep source within the uh, the organization of Spider-Man songs. Oh, all right. I do think he's probably probably the best to have graced the uh, the Spider-Man theme song, though. Not I don't know. I like the Ramones. The Ramones is good, but it's not like creamy smooth, you know, like like that. That Bubbles got a good voice, I tell you. Indeed. Uh, he, uh, I, I saw him uh, on a. Uh, he was doing a, it was a long time ago. There's a TV show called Las Vegas. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, they a had long him. time ago. Well, like you know, like 2000, I guess. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. 17 years. It's a while. Uh, they had a guy came in that was doing a Sinatra, uh, like impersonator, like they do in Mm -hmm. Vegas. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that guy can sing some fucking Sinatra. Oh, he was the guy. Yeah. He was the Sinatra. Well, that's what he does. He's made a career out of it. Yeah. But he does his own stuff too, but I don't think he sings like his own songs. He sings other people's songs. Well, he does that as well. Just not as, uh, infamously, shall we say? He he does the jazz standards. Oh, he's, he's got like, does he, but he has his own stuff that he writes i don't know if he yeah. writes it but he interesting has songs original that, songs yeah. yeah all right all right well uh he is he is quite good mm. um i heard a guy a random guy i believe you I, I texted you i don't remember his name but i texted you when i heard him he was at wrigley field joe something or other and he wasn't like doing like it wasn't like sinatra impersonator joe something but he sang the national anthem and i was like this guy sounds like frank sinatra oh, he was fuck? a crooner of sorts uh yeah but like not really. He was mm. he sounded like his whole goal in life was to sing like Sinatra. <laughs> and I think maybe that's what he does. I don't know, but he's singing for the Cubs, so he obviously is good at yeah, something, done something, you know. Yeah. And they like the way that he sings real good, so uh they have him come out there and be like, "Go out there and sing like what Sinatra would." <laughs> I'm he's sure like, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. how the Ricketts said it. Yeah. Well, I don't think he gets to talk to the Ricketts. He probably gets to talk to Hedge Groundkeeper Larry or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gonna be like, you know what, kid? Don't trip over the grass. It's nice grass, and I don't want to clean it up. I don't like divots. Replace your divots. I don't like divots. Uh, but do we like Spider-Man? That is the question. I think overall, in general, we do. Do we like Homecoming? Ho! You're going to find out in just a little bit, as that is the main movie that we're going to be talking about. Uh, I want to address, if you have listened for the past couple of weeks, and uh, you did go out to the theater expecting to see us live out there, we are very sorry. We were still there uh as people but not uh as uh as uh as hosts that would uh, be talking to the uh, the people that came to see this our usual station yeah we uh we had some technical difficulties and we we hope to be out there soon uh so we will uh stay tuned for that um but overall, uh, we did make it to the Spider-Man, and uh, we have plenty to report there. I also have a review for The House, the new Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler 
vehicle the uh, casino one yeah the casino and then uh a little special movie it's not like a secret movie or nothing it's just a movie i'm going to talk to you about it's no big deal you can rent right now if you want that kind of caught me by surprise but oh. it turned out to be a pretty good little flick that uh, i watched there so uh you know call that the suspense hook as it were um, yeah uh well i'm glad uh i'm glad that you were hooked uh because we need that you know mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the driving force right there uh, we do have a little bit to talk about. It's probably going to be a little bit shorter of a show uh, than normal. It was a very slow week in general as the holiday goes on, so there's not a lot that goes on in the entertainment world. Um, everybody just kind of takes the 4th of July week off, basically. Seems like, yeah. They really do. Um, and the only news you get is generally, like, sad news or, like, politics because <laughs> there's politics that never, never stop stops. us. So. Uh, but we do have some stuff to talk about, some sad. Uh, actually, like, half of my notes are, like, sad, kind of. Uh, for the uh, the opening up well, of the... I'll just uh, sleep through those if you don't mind. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it, it needs to be addressed. And then there we'll be talking about the greatest sports contract ever made, uh, still to this day. Uh, and you say, how is that relevant? You'll see very soon in our weekly update section. So we just got a couple things there. No real TV reviews per se. I do have one for Preacher and Snowfall, which is a new show on FX that I'm going to talk about briefly. Um, but, uh, it's mostly just about, uh, the movies. There was like almost no TV at all on this week to even be watched. Yeah. So yeah, it just wasn't, uh, not a lot to talk about in the whole TV section, but I do have a couple of things I am excited to watch. One of them being for, uh, I'll watch uh, this very evening. So, uh, all that, uh, coming up, uh, we have some nice fun, uh, transition tunes as we are still working on getting our sound, uh, bar back in order here uh, we might have some new music for you but i think and i'm gonna get a confirmation from j-rod our our previous music is now uh gone by the wayside seems so. like a, 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 not an occupational hazard but uh what do they call it uh, collateral damage okay yeah so we will be having hopefully here soon all new music uh for us but uh, until then we will just figure out some fun little transitions for you until we get that uh, taken care of because it's not uh, an easy thing to do yes. just like right off the bat you know unlike the rolling stones time has not been on our side yes oh i like that anytime you can tie into the rolling stones <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good day right there so uh that being said uh we're gonna go ahead and transition now into the weekly update the small weekly update as i said because there just wasn't much going on so we're gonna do that we're gonna do it now spider pig spider pig does whatever a spider pig does can he swing from a web no we can't he's a pig look out he is a spider pig all right so uh, like I said, I had some sad news. Um, maybe not. I don't know how sad this is going to be. I mean, if to everybody, it's going to be sad because a young man died at a young age. However, it's a little different, uh, at least for me and a couple of people that I knew. Uh, Nelson Ellis passed away just yesterday. We found out. You say, who's Nelson Ellis? Most likely known to others as Lafayette from the HBO show True Blood. Not the French general from the American Revolution? No, not that one. Um, <laughs> what makes Nelson Ellis... Uh, particularly so relevant to to me and my liking of of him is a he was really great uh on that show he was so good in a role it was a role in the books where the character he played died in the first book so he was never expected to make it out of the first season and fans who had read the book uh knew that and they started petitioning they're like hey don't 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 kill (laughs) this guy off 
he's awesome and one of the best parts of your your new show and they're like ooh that's good feedback and all we have to do is just change the death and we can keep him around for as long as we want or if it doesn't work out then we can just give the other lines (laughs) to somebody else or that's right take them from others so for uh me i was like hey hooray and then I found out um, that uh, after they had kept him around for a while, I, I uh, found out that he went to the same uh, school of theater that I that I graduated from, and that J. Rod graduated from uh, at Illinois State University. He was up there uh, for the first two years of his young career. A friend of mine uh, and uh, occasional show listener. Um, he's a busy guy, so he doesn't get a chance to listen all the time. But when he does, he always has great feedback. But he was working tech for. Uh, one of Nelson Ellis's shows when he was up there at ISU. And um, this is directly to anyone who has went to Illinois State, particularly Illinois State Theater, but if you, you then you'll know. But if not, I'll, I'll try to describe it the best I can. Uh, Westhoff Theater is a, a black box theater, um, yeah, uh, slightly expa- slightly expanded, but very uh, very intimate. That's how they try to use it anyway. Yeah, and uh, they, they do a, f- a fair job. Yeah, um, it's a little big for a black box, but they uh, it's still a very intimate space. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And when you're in there, uh, you're really uh, as tech and everything else. You know, you you spend a lot of time with these guys, and you're in this nice you know enclosed area, and you make friendships and all that kind of stuff. And he said that. Uh, uh, you know, as a tech guy, some some tech guys are super awesome buddy buddies with the cast. But as you know, as a former tech guy and still a tech guy, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, it's not always uh, that there's groups or cliques, and it's not even yeah, necessary. It's like any it's, other workplace, but yeah, it's like the 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 techs hang out with the techs, actors hang out with the actors. They all are friendly and like each other. But generally, like you said, it's like every other work you work and talk to the people you're around the most. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just said it was a great experience knowing that he got to work on a show with them. And I don't know what, to the level in which they interacted. But I always thought it was really cool that I, I ended up going there two years after him. So I basically arrived when he was leaving. And you would have been there for uh, the last like semester overlap that he was there. Mm-hmm. And then um, he was discovered um, at a younger age obviously at, at the second year and he left isu uh to go to juilliard which uh is much better um <laughs> i mean I, I love the school that i went to and all but uh that's juilliard yeah, um yeah. if you get the chance to go to juilliard you go you're gonna get some exposure that's yeah for sure. uh and uh th- that's exactly what he did he was always good in every movie he was in um he always was a, a never he, he was always a standout, but never asked to be a standout. He just naturally stood out in movies. And then over time, you go back and you go, oh, damn, I didn't know he was in this. And I didn't know he was in that. And mm-hmm. I didn't know he was in mm-hmm. that. And he was fucking great in all of them. So uh, when I see that this man passed away at age 39, um, that's just two years older than me, uh, you know, it's sad. It's a, from complications, a heart failure, and we don't know to what end. Yeah. Uh, and if it's uh, of of a of a ill begotten means, or if it's of just an awful natural thing, uh, it's yeah. just still bad news. I hate to see young talent like that go, especially somebody that I like that had a firm, solid career uh, in Hollywood already at such a young age. He would have been acting. He would have been one of those actors that you would have just continued to watch until the dude was like 60 or 70. Yeah. Um, Probably. Because he's just that good and can blend uh, and, and do what he needs to do. And he, he, he always has. So um, uh, it kind of really bummed me out a little bit. Uh, just, I mean, A, anytime anybody that passes away that young, it's just a bummer. 
you know it's yeah, like absolutely. oh that's a bummer but when there's that there is a connection but not a connection but you still kind of everybody that's come from from our school that's found their successes i, I cheer a little harder i'm like yeah, yeah. fuck yeah you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. uh and he is one of those people so yeah, um, it's really strange i know quite not quite a few i guess but a a little more than a handful of people who are all around our age who have all passed from complications from of the heart for various reasons um the first one was a friend of mine in high school was leaving basketball practice just fell over Oof. as his dad was walking him out had a hole in his heart and nobody ever knew oh, so man. you know those that sad but they happen yeah um so yeah so uh you know um and and i'm, I'm just gonna tail end on this here uh, more bad news before we uh we give uh, our obligatory uh and uh not obligatory um but respectful we, yeah we we feel uh obligated to make sure that we we give a little uh a little five a little five second of dead air time which is uh really uh in this uh, industry a good way to pay respect because dead air is bad um <laughs> generally in, speaking unless you are going for a nice moment of silence well, yeah which, unless it has a purpose yeah um so uh to to tail end on the bad news and just get that out the way uh stan lee's wife uh, joan lee uh, has passed away and if you say oh that's that's a bummer for stan lee oh i it is yes you're absolutely right but i, I want to go ahead and just maybe you know maybe you don't uh stan lee has uh gone on to say many times that she was the whole reason that he drew anything and every woman that he ever drew he pictured her in in his mind it's mm-hmm. the reason that he wanted to draw they were together and married for 69 years it's quite a while uh, that's more than a lot of people live these days <laughs> yeah. um and uh i i just as somebody who uh has has seen things go awry when their partners passed they were both in their 90s stanley's and like 93 i think she was 91 mm-hmm. i just i i i hope and wish all the best for stan i can imagine that that's going to be a hell of a transition yeah undoubtedly um, at least he's got good people you know what i mean yeah um, I, but you know it's not about um fame isn't the right word but it's not necessarily about having those around you as you well know, of course, it's about the one who's always been there is no longer. True. So. Uh, and I imagine he'll have his kids to, to lean on, um, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I just, I, you know, everybody loves Stan Lee. I worry a little uh, about Stan. Um, I think a lot of people do. Yeah. So I hope that this is something that uh, that uh, he will be able to to not let bring him down yeah. uh, as far as he can go. Um, it's hard to bounce back from from. Uh, any death in general i can't imagine if it was a spouse and i've been married for only 10 years uh, yeah with it, the lady for 17 not not 69 yeah. that's a lot of years with the same person well you got time yeah uh, i hope so um yeah indeed uh you know and it's not necessarily we always say they died of a broken heart and all of that um, yeah which is in essence true i suppose but even at that age like a, a depression that you would fall into is, is detrimental to yeah. your health so that, yeah. just keep the spirits up man keep That's, keep get out get out of the house drink water you know yeah. live your life do that comic-con circuit because yeah. he's on the comic-con circuit he said it was his last year maybe it won't be it'll keep him busy who knows but uh yeah just a bummer of a news story you don't like to see that uh, kind of stuff so Indeed. to uh to uh cap that off we are going to give uh a nice moment of silence in remembrance of uh great actor nelson ellis um and uh, of course 
uh, longtime love of everybody's favorite uh, grandpa or Uncle Stan of <laughs> sorts, uh, Stan Lee, uh, his, his, his beloved wife, Joan. And I hope they rest in peace. Uh, one too young and one uh, is just uh, uh, the ending point of a long, a long life and time spent together. So yeah. uh, two, two sad things for, for uh, the same reason in the end is that uh, neither one will be around. So what a bummer. Um, but I did say I had good news. We still have Ringo Starr in this world. And he turned 77 years old about two days ago. So... Hooray for Ringo. He's still out there. Uh, as a drummer, I've always had a soft spot for Ringo Starr. Paul McCartney is my favorite Beatle, but uh, I like Ringo. I, I can't help it. You I know. think he's funny. <laughs> I mean, obviously he has greater accomplishments than that throughout his career. No, he is career, funny, though. I, mean, I think he, he was the funniest of the Beatles. Yeah, he's always been able to kind of either A, poke fun at himself, or just like make a, like a sly like one-liner, like kind of like oh, almost yeah. something like Bruce Willis would mm -hmm. say or something. You're like, did you just one-liner that? He wrote that funky song about an octopus. Yeah, I do like that song, too. Um, sometimes I would like to be yes, under I the sea. I wrote a song about an octopus. <laughs> Shut up, Ringo, and play the drums. <laughs> it's a good song, I swear. It's uh, <laughs> He goes under the sea. I do like it. Um, that's actually my favorite Beatles album is Abbey Road. When yeah, they, well, I mean, it is a good one. Yeah, and uh, it, uh, yeah, a lot of people may or may not know he had one song on every album. Uh, so it's there's only that. Fair. Yeah, they're like, all right, give him his song. We'll do it. Octopus, the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and now there's SpongeBob who lives under the sea with a way more annoying theme song. Indeed. Have you ever heard that same song? I, I have. Yeah, yeah, it is an annoying theme song. It certainly can be. It, well, yeah. Maybe the first time you're like, all right, and then it keeps going. <laughs> and it doesn't stop. Um, so uh, I, I told you that I would be talking about the greatest contract in sports history. You did. Uh, there is a thing you may or may not know about in sports. It's called Bobby Bonilla Day. And you go, huh? What? Who the fuck is Bobby Bonilla and what the fuck is Bobby Bonilla Day? Well, Bobby Bonilla was a player in the 80s and 90s whose talent at one time was so great that he got some sort of mega deal guaranteed cash payout uh, from the New York Mets and they released him before, like, you couldn't, you like, okay, you're releasing him, but you're still going to have to pay this man. You know this, right? And they're like, whatever. It's the 90s. I don't give a shit. Mm. Uh they give a shit now because they've had to pay this man $1.9 million every July 1st for the past 19 years. It's pretty good. 19 years, sir. Yeah. He hasn't had to do a fucking thing. No, no. He just goes about his business being Bobby fucking Bonilla. He gets $1.9 million at least guaranteed every year until he's dead. Well, as, as uh, Hunter used to say, you, you buy the ticket and you take the ride. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him one bit. He had a hell of an agent. Oh, oh getting no, him that's that on deal. the Mets. Yeah, no, those Mets are crazy. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. Bobby fucking Bonilla Day. Uh, so if you don't know, every July first, Bobby Bonilla gets a bank deposit. <laughs> it's it's actually quite funny. It's something that they should make a movie about. It's because, funny unless you're a Mets fan. Yeah, because <laughs> deals like that don't happen anymore. Yeah. So somebody could watch that and they're like, there's no way this is true. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, this is absolutely true. See Bobby Bonilla Day. Have yeah. a Google. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And then they'll be like, oh, shit. That was a true story. What a great movie. Brad Pitt gets nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> 
Uh oh, John, did you, you? I don't know if you, did you still watch your John Oliver. Not today, but yeah. No, he's off for the next three weeks. Did you see last week's? Yeah. Where he, or maybe it was even the weeks before where he recreated Harding's life using the 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 oh, mannequin yeah, with Anna Kendrick. of the, yeah, the president the wax figure. Thank you. Very yeah, much. yeah, a wax figure, and it was not just her. It was like four or five. Way too famous people to be in that. Yeah. And, Laura uh, fucking Linney. Yeah, Laura fucking Linney. I was like, oh man, she might be the next Oscars James president. James Cromwell, is, yeah. is, I believe, as well. Indeed. Uh, so Got that done before he went to jail. Good for him. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and yes, James Cromwell, if you're paying attention, we talked about him. Sorry, I dropped my pen and Bob Dobby in the nose. My goodness. <laughs> Sorry about that, old Dobbers. Uh, podcast mascot's like, I'm about to go on strike. <laughs> you keep that shit up. Hey, biscuits, <laughs> not bops on the nose. That's right. Uh, but anyways, uh, moving forward, I only got a couple more announcements. A Crash Bandicoot is back in the best way possible. I, I recall this being news before. On this show? I think so. I think maybe they said they were going to bring him back. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he is back, and I have the access, uh, and I've played it, and I'm going to say it's fun. Okay. It's just as I remember. However, I can tell, and it's not on the game, mm. I can tell that my hands are 20 years older. Oh, uh, can you know? They uh, ached after I played for a good while. Um, I played for about three straight hours, and then the next day I played, and then... It was like last Monday. I was like, ah, damn. My my, my wrists. No, you got to watch out for that. I do. Um, and it's not. I was either better at video games when I was young or that's just, man, that was hard. I don't know how I used to do that well, so your easily. Well, hand-eye coordination was certainly probably not. Better is probably not the right word, but more responsive. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. I was much younger. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm still getting through them. It just takes a little, a few more tries. Well, I'm controllers just like, have changed. And, and yeah, there's some there's some that say that I don't think he jumps as high and he's not responsive as opposed to their own physical decline from the last time <laughs> they may have played Crash Bandicoot. But some of these people say, not because it doesn't matter because here's my PlayStation, my PlayStation 1 with Crash Bandicoot 1 versus this new one they've done tests yeah people got that kind of time mm-hmm. i don't i don't know how but they do and uh they say that there's a there's a definite lag there in be uh, between the uh, jumping uh, parameters mm. and uh i uh don't think that it's very good uh damn it leroy <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> um yeah I've, i however have been uh cranking out some mass effect and I, i'm almost got all the achievements i got four more to go yeah he when he says that too he plays on the hard mode like not just hard but like the fuck you hard like not that, all the time once i beat that sounds it dirty. and get that achievement the, uh, i bring it down the bring ex- it down a notch to get through it quicker the extreme fucking difficulty that's yeah, better in mass effect it's called insanity <laughs> yeah insanity you know why because it drives you insane it's pretty insane 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 yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't. I play on normal. Well, I'm at level 122, so insanity isn't quite that insane anymore. Oh, yeah, but you did want to rip your hair out and possibly use it as a Frisbee disc when it kept making you do the one thing, because uh, there yes. was like a glitch that you actually managed to overcome. Yeah, I was falling through floors and people would spawn right in front of me and like surround me and shoot me dead in two seconds before I could get behind cover. Yeah, it was fun. Good times. <clears throat> that did not sound like it. took me seven hours. Yeah. Oh, my. Mm. Yeah, t- that is a tenacity uh, that I have rarely seen matched in well, video games. Well, it was either that or never play the game again, so... <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose. I would have been. I would have probably had to start. You know, can't go back, can't go forward in one of those spots. So yeah, it's either start all over or never play again. Yeah, 
I've been there. Can't say that I haven't. Uh, so there's that. The Crash Bandicoot, of course, gets a good review. It is everything that you remember from your previous Crash Bandicoot days if you have played. And if you have not played, it is a, um, it's a platforming game, so it's basically PlayStation's answer to Mario. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people are going to be like, well, nothing will ever beat Mario. And that's cool. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that this is a very good platforming game that is uh, hard. Not too hard, but hard enough to keep you honest and satisfying when you when you beat it. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even if it's a level that you have to do, uh, not necessarily for seven hours, but you spend three hours to try to beat, you're like, Fruar! but when it's done, you're like, ah, I feel fucking king of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody is better at Crash Bandicoot than I. Uh, but there are many people better than, than I. Probably. But not in that moment. <laughs> no. Um, it's like when you get that one just perfect run. But then somebody like comes in and, or a dog barks and and you just you fuck it up right yep. at the end. Concentration. Like, you gotta be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Stupid mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot and your stupid boxes. Spike the ball at the one yard line. Oh man. Yeah, that yes. That's a very good analogy. I like that. Um and we're getting close to football season, so uh yeah. Happy, happy, joy, joy. It was happy for me because let me tell you, uh, as uh, this is usually my toughest week of the of the year. Uh, I have uh, just a lot, a lot of shit that goes on this week, and it's a very tough week on me physically, and just it's, it's a very tough week. Uh, every year has been for the past five years, so I never look forward to it. And by <laughs> Wednesday, I'm um, beaten and battered and bruised and just I I feel awful. So uh, she used as a pick-me-up this year. She's like, do you want to get your uh, – she's like, I got your birthday present right here. You just want it now? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. yeah." And uh, she got uh, really good seats for uh, the Steelers versus Colts in Indianapolis on November 12th. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking excited about it. And uh, Indianapolis is a pretty easy drive. I've never been there, so it's a city I've never oh, been yeah. to. It's you a stadium the NCAA I've never been. Hall of Fame there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, I've never been, mm-hmm. so um, so yeah, we're gonna go down. We're gonna have a a nice dinner, you know, and uh, enjoy a foosball game. Yeah, uh, that's a good so, time. Four yeah. hours. Yeah, I look forward to that. Um, yeah. We drove past it when I was coming back from Pittsburgh last year, mm. so I was like, "Oh, that's Lucas Oil Stadium. That's pretty cool. That's not even that far away from home." Check your schedule. Make sure the Indy Five Hundred is not going on. Yeah, I don't think they do that in November. I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty sure it's it's late summer. It's like July. August, yeah, I think they're recall. done by October. I think October is when they're doing whatever it is that they do. Sorry, guys, I don't watch NASCAR. I'm not How sure. How dare you? Sir. I know I don't watch either because uh, Indy Five Hundred isn't that Formula One cars? Yeah, and the NASCAR no, is no, like Indy the car 5, cars. Indy Five Hundred stock cars. Oh, regular like the race car, race cars like Days Nas- of Thunder, American NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. That's I always think of. It's Days of Thunder, or <laughs> uh, the the F five or the whatever the little uh, Formula One. Yeah, Formula One. What's his name? Spoiler. Mario uh, Andretti cars. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, those the are bad guy from uh, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Those are the those are the ones that I. That's how I I break it down. Now I'm gonna break it down in a different way. I'm gonna say Ricky Bobby cars, and then I'm gonna say or, uh, the, <laughs> Sasha uh, Baron Cohen cars. Yeah, I like that. Um, somebody called a uh, this is a, it was on a British website. There was a, a wiener dog that came up and was licking a lion in the face. One of those videos that goes viral, and you're mm, like, oh, yeah. oh that's kind of neat. It's a ballsy fucking wiener dog. Uh, but it was a British dumb. or or that or just just happy. Just, hey, what's up? You know what? I'm going to make you a little happy. Boop. What do you think? And guess what? The lion liked it. Gave him kisses back. It was mm. adorable. Uh, 
my whole point to that was is that uh, it was on a like a British website, yeah, and they called it a sausage dog. <laughs> oh yeah, wiener dog. Yeah, yeah I I just have never heard it put that way, and I I, I had a chuckle. Uh, yeah, they have uh, different words over there. Yeah, I know, I know that, but I've not heard this one specifically. Well, I, well, like, I don't speak English. I, I speak American. Dan. I, I thought I was hip because we've oh. even done segments on the show where we've gone through some of the the more. Of those curses, uh, yeah, and, and other things, mm-hmm. you know, uh, danger noodle for snake and stuff, you know. Yeah, but that, those aren't real. That's different. <laughs> oh, you, you ruined the illusion. I am. You yeah. crashed the fourth wall right there. Mm-hmm. Now, now you told That's them. That's what I'm here to do. Everybody knows. Um, so, the spirit of your body. So, yeah, Crash Bandicoot, though. Check them out. Also, a quick PSA before we move on to talk about TV for just a couple Would seconds. Would you call me? That's right. Uh, twice on Sunday, too. Never forget. Uh, public service announcement, uh, because if you want to know all things that are funny and great, check out Rick and Morty. If you've not seen Rick and Morty, it's bizarre. Stick with it until you get to episode five, Me Seeks and Destroy. You're going to be like, I like this, but this is bizarre. Past episode five, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is so fucking stupid. It's brilliant <laughs> uh, because it is. It's like my favorite fucking cartoon show right now. Hands down, not even close. And it's already made it on my all time favorite cartoon show list. And people have been waiting for about two damn years now for season three. And we finally have a date, well, a date, a date. Uh, and it's July 30th. Uh, there's a funny little trailer that they put out for it. And if you were hip on April Fool's Day, they were like, watch the season one premiere of Rick and Morty or season three premiere of Rick and Morty right here early. And most people clicked on it and was like, oh, shit, cool, awesome. But those that were like, oh, it's just another one of those stupid April Fool's Day pranks. You go, nobody did that? Oh, yes, they did. People were pissed the next day. They're like, I thought they were kidding. It was April Fool's. They're like, you should have clicked on it. Because <laughs> if they had a click, when you clicked on it, it took you like through this wormhole backdoor internet loophole thingy. Mm. And then it popped up and you're like, holy shit, it like, is the season one premiere. I like wormholes. Yeah, me too. Uh, like the space kind, not I, actual. Yeah, I seen them in uh, Contact movie with Jodie Foster, right oh, yeah. the Carol Sagan, mm-hmm. Sandberg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is it? Sagan, Sagan? Yep. Sagan, Sandberg, Sagan. Yes. Yes. Both of them. Yes. I didn't. You didn't know Ryan Sandberg wrote about outer space, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, his real name's Carl too. It's crazy. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, he lived. Uh, he lived a double life. Is that a pseudonym? A double life. Mm. He was. He was part baseball star, part spaceman. Very good. That's a That's movie. Quite an accomplishment. That's a movie right there. Considering how much time baseball takes up, but whatever. Well, you, so does space. Half mm. his life is space, half his life is baseball. We got a script started here. Uh, we're going to take it to the next level. Let me know when you get to treatment. <laughs> That's right. Expect it next Sunday. You got it. It's going to be a live radio drama. Yeah, we'll do a reading. It's going to be lovely. Table reading. Yeah, we should do that, though. Uh, not with that though with actually something <laughs> good uh but yeah no we're gonna move it on uh we got uh, just a couple things to talk about and then we we'll get to the reviews i told you it's a shorter show there wasn't much that happened this week at all other than just nothing uh except for <laughs> america's birthday people go out they see stuff get blue up, and they don't put anything on the television oh except for the fourth of july uh hot dog eating contest joey chestnut wins a 10th championship fabulous how about that man can eat some fucking dogs he said for you he lost two years ago and he said it was the biggest wake up of his life i'm like really (laughs) (laughs) really uh yeah uh and so he vowed to come back stronger than ever 
and did. He came back and thirty three hot dogs this year. Couldn't couldn't handle the thirty sixth. That's right. Uh, and he said he was going to come back and set a record, and by God, he did. He came back and he ate seventy hot dogs in ten minutes. And you go, that's unbeatable. <laughs> no, sir. Not if you watch this year. Motherfucker ate 76 hot dogs in 10 minutes with buns. It's disgusting. They dip them in water. They just shove them down. It's nasty. Yeah. But it's it's fun to watch. I'm compelled. It's like a train wa- train wreck. I, I've never watched one, and I don't intend to. <laughs> Dude, you, it takes a special kind to be able to get through that. Anna's like, oh, I can't watch that. She's like, they just put that bun in the water and it just oozes out their mouth. It's nasty. I just have no interest. That's all. Oh, you should have an interest. No. Hot no. dogs are Americana, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just that, like that apple pie. Yeah. yeah. And baseball. Well, not just like. They're, they're just like sausages. No, no, no. no. If, I, the, if you hand me they are a, better than an apple pie sausage, I ain't going to eat that. No, uh, because <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, that's nasty. And two, sausage is an American. Apple pie is American. That's true. Because they have those over there in Ireland and England. They call them bangers. Well, and I'm not kidding. Bangers yeah. and mash. Uh, sausages, from what I understand, are more Meat and two veg. Uh, uh, <laughs> characterized with uh, the, the Prussian uh, nations. Yeah, right? you can't help it. Meat and two veg. Mm-hmm. They say it. It's mm-hmm. funny. Yep. Yeah, I like it too. It's something. That's right. Yeah, my twig and berries. <laughs> Austin Powers, he makes me laugh. He's the one that likes to use those rare and obscure... Uh, British words. There's that great segment with him and Michael Caine where they have this whole just like slang cockney British like talk off. Oh, yeah. yeah it's all sixes and sevens and, and they go through the whole thing. It's a very funny scene. Uh, back when Mike Myers was funny, he uh, he did that Love Guru though and man, it was not good. Not good at all. Never saw it. Don't ever. Don't plan to. Uh, what's good though is that he did do this little bit in that Inglorious Bastards. Uh, I know you've seen that. Yeah. Did you forget he was in it, though? No. Oh, well, he's good in that. Never forget. Okay. And done. <laughs> I'll wear uh, the flag next time. That's right. Uh, we are going to move into that TV section, though. we got to talk about a couple things, so we should do it now. Ah, the one and only Ramones bringing you that one there. Not quite as smooth as the old uh, <laughs> no, Buble there. I, don't, but... uh, I, I like how they don't say look out. They say look out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Uh, it's like one one like syllable or yeah. like or the sentence is just a couple syllables. It's like, go on now, get can be turned to on now get. Oh yeah, like those Jeff Fox words. Yeah, words. it's all like you can do that for a lot of stuff. He has a whole bit yeah. on that whole go thing. Get out of here. Yeah, on get. Ah, uh, but yeah, you can do it. It works. That's kind of what they were doing, yeah. but with rock and roll. You yeah. know, New New York, I guess is what it would be. Yeah, New I York sp- words. Yeah, I they, suppose they got so. those. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, good band there, the Ramones. Uh, were they the founders of punk rock, really, or were they just the explosion? Well, originally, yes, it was thought to be, but now, um, uh, there's a, a band called Death and a, a like docu- act- like Death, like the uh-huh. Reaper. That's their name, Death. Yeah. And uh, there's a movie by that title, a band called Death, 
and uh, they actually produced what is now considered to be the first punk album in Motown oh. uh, two years before the Ramones. Whoa. Yeah, three black brothers from Detroit. Mind blown. Yeah, it's a great movie. you got to check it out. What's it called? A Band Called Death. A Band Called Death. HBO-ish? Netflix. Netflix? Yeah, it's out there. All right. Well, that's interesting because that's going to bring me into uh, something I have to say about HBO and Netflix. Very well. So, uh, no, they are not teaming up to bring you the <laughs> next greatest thing on Earth. It's like but, a Marvel Sony. <laughs> but uh, HBO, it's actually waiting for me on my DVR now. And if you have HBO Now or HBO Go, I think at least the first one. But uh, did they when they did... Um, the Night of, wonderful uh, miniseries, oh, yeah. if you mm. missed it. One of the greatest I've ever seen. A limited um, engagement. Yeah, uh, highly praised uh, on this show. Boy, did we love it. We uh, did. And we, went, we loved it uh, a lot and gave it the top uh, and most excellent marks it could get. However, was that all available at once on there? No. Or was it just the episode? Because uh, they put the episode out before... Uh, it, it aired on Sunday night, but it was usually during the weekend. But did they? It was just the one episode of that week. It was not the whole series. Right. They put out. Yeah. Um. Because they, they called did, it. A, they put out the first episode like two weeks early on their streaming platforms. Okay. And then after that, it was every week. Because uh, what this says was uh, this is the Defiant Ones, and it's a four-part docu series done by John Singleton and company because there's so many i can't remember mm -hmm. but uh, part one tonight is compton and dr dre um and it's called the defiant ones i know there's one on dr dre i know there's one on um ice cube uh and i'm oh, I, the other ones you might be able to look it up and, and jay Bry might be able to tell us I here am working on uh it. it looks fantastic and part one they said uh, you can watch or stream now, and they said it um, like it hadn't aired yet, but they're like, you can stream it right now. But I don't know if they meant all four episodes or probably, I'm guessing just the first episode is my guess. Because it's going to be for the next four Sundays, so um, I'm to assume not the next four nights. But yeah, part one. Dr. Dre uh, and Compton, and um, I, I don't know, because I think uh, for the same reasons as we were talking about in uh, the All Eyes on Me review that we did, uh, and of course the Straight Out of Compton review that we did, I, I, we, uh, J-Rod's a little <laughs> younger than me, but uh, this was my high school, was this, uh, the boom of Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Tupac. Mm. I grew up younger listening to N.W.A. before I should, uh, you know. So uh, I'm I'm fascinated by stuff about that subject matter. I don't. The Defiant Ones examines the partnership between Jimmy Ivone, I, I, Ivone. I'm I, guessing a producer of sorts. And Dr. Dre, um, and that's all it says. Oh, that's and that's just the first episode. Yeah. Um, I know one. Oh, Snoop Dogg is the third that I know one's about. I know one's about Snoop Dogg. I know one's about Dr. Dre, and I know one is about um, Ice Cube. There's a fourth one. I'm not sure. In, in the show. Stevie Nicks is in the show. Tom oh, tons, in the show. tons and tons of people. Eminem um, might be the other yeah, one. Yeah, and get this. Bearded Eminem, it's fucking weird. Like, <laughs> it's like some dudes just, like, shouldn't have beards. He's one of those dudes. Mm. Like, you know, uh, some people just look funny in beards. He looks funny in beards. Um, Some people just look funny. Oh, oh, well, they do, and uh, you are right. Uh, <laughs> remember when Conan O'Brien grew his beard? Like at first, it looked funny, and then it turned into like a nice-looking beard. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, and he didn't give a fuck. Uh, no. David Letterman's beard 
Crazy as shit. Yeah, Santa Claus beard, that guy. Insane. And he's bald on top, and he's kind of buff now, so uh, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you're wondering, is that true? It absolutely is true. You should Google a recent picture of David Letterman, and you go, well, why on earth would he let his hairs grow that long? And the reason is because he was never allowed to let his hair grow that it's long. the first time in his life <laughs> ever, is, Yeah, literally. this is the first time. And you go, nuh uh yaha. He started when he was like 18 or 19 on yeah. the television. Yeah, as a comedian. Yeah, as a comedian. And the general rule of thumb at that time was you're a clean-cut guy, and then he got a job as a late show host, and they're like, hey, don't bearded up yeah, we was, like you looking like you it's bad enough that his humor was weird yeah i, I love david letterman he was always my favorite guy yeah but compared to what else was going on at yeah the time. man he is weird though yeah. uh but yeah so if you're like if you were that is the legit reason that he gives for growing out a crazy fucking beard uh and he and I, you know uh he is really one that seems to be really enjoying retirement others beat around the bush they kind of do some things or whatever he's like i'm good i'll yeah. do some stuff but i'm living here in indiana or indiana wherever it is that he lives in indiana wherever he's from indiana i don't know if he goes back to like his hometown but he lives in indiana and he doesn't come out for much no. it, uh, he doesn't he doesn't like live in new york he doesn't yeah, get a place a upstate while, someone tracks him down to do an article but that's yeah about it. and he'll like or he'll do a small bit on a live show or something because yep. his friend was like hey come out and do this little thing but well, as they say what's the point of fuck you money if you can't say fuck you <laughs> yeah and that's what he's got uh and if you yeah most people are like well he's just got a super nice spot in new york that's where he lives no 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 <laughs> this boy went back to the country yep, uh so. and lives in, on an estate filled with land and nobody to fuck with him because yep. <laughs> he's had plenty of that so uh yeah uh he is a defiant one mm -hmm. uh so he he might be the fourth david letterman well it wasn't too long before his retirement that all that mistress stuff came out and so yeah. i'm sure he's eager to get away from i'm the sure paparazzi not only that you know the man's had five heart attacks uh yeah. that kind of shit and stress takes got to take a toll and he's well, like you know, i'm as far I'm as i know he hasn't had one since he's been out of the limelight either. no he hasn't no he's been chilling that's what i'm saying most people can't stay away he's like i need to get away mm -hmm. and i don't ever want to come back because uh i'm comfortable living oh, life shit think about all the people how long he'd been blackmailed and then oh, finally yeah. came out and was like fuck this i'm done with it yeah made the choice that many would be faced with and many would not yeah. uh he's like you know what no fuck it i'll i'll take i'll i'll take the consequences and nobody was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least he said it you yeah. know and then everybody kind of was like i don't really give yeah, a shit everybody's <laughs> like honesty that's not yeah exciting yeah and they're <laughs> like okay so yeah it's kind of skeevy but i don't know he's retiring anyways at least he was <laughs> honest about it yeah and at least he didn't <laughs> lie to my face so you know that's kind of what happened there <laughs> not like the whole bill cosby thing no, no uh that is all. a very different beast yeah, and even if he had come out with honesty yeah. i don't think <laughs> <laughs> that's a different kind of story right there yeah. i'm gonna hold a town hall here so i can tell you <laughs> what really happened oh yeah uh, did we talk about those about oh they're yes not happening anymore yes uh it was brought up as we were because i didn't know because remember, we had recorded and then we lost it due to the technical difficulty. Oh, yeah. So when I brought it back up from my previous notes, that's you're right. like, oh, you don't know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so yeah. thankfully, somebody has got a damn bit of sense and was like, uh, Bill? Yeah, the uh, first thing Bill, was his lawyer being like, these town halls are not about how to escape sexual assault charges. And then like the next day, they were all canceled. <laughs> yeah, Bill Cosby might as well have just went, yes, they are. That's <laughs> what this is about. But the pudding pops. Everybody gets some jello. 
you don't represent Jello anymore, you monster. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> <laughs> fucking Lee does apparently whatever he wants and gets away with it. That really pissed me off, though, those town hall meetings. Like, it's bad enough. I kind of expected them to, to get off because just like we talked about then, it, it, there was two fans that were like, he suffered enough. And everybody's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. But I had a feeling that, that would happen. You had a feeling that that would happen. I think a lot of people had a feeling that would happen. Nobody on earth thought he would come out and go, hey, 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 guess <laughs> what? We're going to have a town hall meeting, and I'm going to tell you how to get away with this shit. Yeah, because guess actually, what? I just did. kind of literally said that. <laughs> yeah, he almost verbatim said that. Uh, not quite verbatim, but he basically did. Uh, and he is, uh, I just was like, this is baffling to my mind how somebody would actually say that. But again, yeah, it's amazing how he got away uh, so long without seeming as creepy as he does now. Yeah, and I don't just mean that in the context of everything that's going on. I mean, his decisions are fucking creepy. Like when it all first came out, the first thing he did was record a commercial for his like next show. And it was like him in pajamas talking to a phone. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. weird. And then he still went on to do the shows. He did. And people would boo him. And people are like, I'm going to buy my ticket to boo. And he would be like, go ahead and boo. You paid your money. I'm yeah. going to tell my jokes. Yeah. What the fuck? Who does that? <laughs> like, seriously. Everybody would be like, shit, this is hostile. Give them their fucking money back. I'm out of here. This is, nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> A guilty psychopath. Yeah, you? man. What the fuck? Only doctor, fake doctor Bill Cosby. And he ain't not fake doctor anymore, anyway. I know. They it's... took that shit back. I know. Snatchy. Oh, they did? Oh, yes. Well, fuck him. Then nice. S I like that. Snatchy grabby. They got that back. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Because he ain't need that. Uh, <laughs> J-Rod told me last week, because I thought he was a real fucking doctor. I was like, he apparently went to school and got a fucking PhD. And he was, Jared was like, no, no, no. J-Rod said, he is honorary. And I said, oh, good. Okay. Yeah. He, you're like he didn't actually earn it, and now I'm finding out they grabbed that back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right in the middle of it of the hotbed, so it would have been some months ago. But yeah, they t they took <laughs> that back. That I am glad uh, because yeah. damn, I think everybody that had anything to do with him is like get it, get it, get it away and burn it. I don't want anything to do with this anymore. The lack of people coming to his defense, except for people who kind of cut their teeth in the same era. Yeah, like Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it, it says something to me because if he was a good guy... He would have be, more people saying There'd be it. people out there being like, look, even if he did these things, this isn't the Bill Cosby I know. Yeah, blah, when blah, I knew blah. Bill, he was a fucking guy. He grilled me up hot dogs and we talked about whatever the but fuck. There but there are very few people actually coming to his defense, which tells you how skeevy they've all thought he's been, or at least most of them. And as you noted last week, there are a handful of people that have come forward being like, yeah, dude's weird. Yeah. He's real Real well, weird. Yeah, I've brought up the Joe Rogan stories. He's been telling those for for a long time. Yeah. So what a weird dude. Yeah. Um, speaking of crack, uh, <laughs> we weren't speaking of crack, but segue. Well, I made Bill my Cosby, own. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. There's a new show on FX. Y'all should check out if you like like New Jack City or like if you want to if you're interested about how crack became as big as what it is uh in the early 80s there was what's known as the crack boom uh, it happened in i believe la first and then it moved its way to new york city in 86 and 83 uh it started in la and this is basically about the start and uprising of crack cocaine um in uh compton california 
and it is really good. I thought the first episode, I was like, this is a damn good show. Yeah. I'm going to like this. Uh, so I believe, um, I mean, I'm not 100%, but a lot of times shows like that after the second episode airs usually put out a free first episode mm-hmm. or something like that. But it's called Snowfall. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's FX's next 10, 12-week summer show mm-hmm. before they come back with the fall show. Um, so, But, yeah, I really enjoyed uh, the first episode. Uh, it had me hooked, <laughs> kind of like the drug. Uh, would look out uh and then uh, i wanted to i was like man that was good so i rewatched uh new jack city and i was like and that was like damn yeah it's a good movie too <laughs> uh, it's an old movie but still holds up moderately well yeah there's a great documentary um about the same topic it's called uh freeway uh crack in the system um i it, guess oh go ahead sorry no and it's i'm you're probably gonna say this same thing it's about the rise and fall of freeway rick ross uh-huh. Uh, yes, indeed. And the re-rise of Rick Ross. Yeah, um, how about that? Yeah, uh, it's pretty neat, actually, because he describes what they did to him, where he got his supply from, and it yeah. sheds light on the whole Iran-Contra thing, people bringing cocaine in from Guatemala to fight the to fund the Iran-Contra incidents and all that stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, I'll bet there was probably a pretty good response to that. <laughs> and then I'm I'm just the yeah, yeah. you know well, the viewership. So it wasn't that long ago. And people might have been like, "Well, this is a subject that people are interested in, and maybe that's what got the show started. Who knows?" Yeah, but, it's uh, um, it's interesting the whole internet uh, subculture uh, uh, about all that stuff about the quote unquote truth of the drug epidemic and all that stuff that's kind of really coming to fruition now with uh, states legalizing and all that. But mm-hmm. uh, that aside. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I think that they uh, kind of have an easy job of sweeping specifically Freeway Rick Ross under the rug. Yeah, uh, and, because and of his jail time and how noted he was at the time. And you're talking about uh, states legalizing uh, marijuana, not crack. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but zing, no crack. Folks. I did hear an interesting discussion from a, a doctor who studies addiction, and he was like, "Yeah, the whole crack thing's bullshit." And the guy who's interviewing was like, "What?" He's like, yeah, it's just cocaine. It's just molecularly yeah, changed so it. that you can smoke it. That's it's what not it is. Any more or less addictive. Yeah, and you people can, will fight you over that. Yeah, you can sell it in more uh, cost-effective quantities, so you can sell it to poor people, not rich white dudes on you know Wall Street. That's so. yeah. See, he ain't lying, yeah. folks. Uh, so yeah, uh, check out. Name, by the way, that guy's name was Doctor Carl Hart. If you're interested in finding more of that. Well, there you go. Uh, but yeah. Um, if if you want to check out that show, it's FX. I believe it's on two Tuesdays or Wednesday. I think it's Tuesdays. Pretty sure it's Tuesdays. Snowfall. Yeah, Snowfall. Um, first episode was last week. Also, uh, Netflix put out uh, their animated R-rated version of a video game uh, adaption of Castlevania. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. first episode. Fucking awesome. Nice. Uh, It's only four episodes, though. I'm like, damn. Uh, I haven't had a chance to go through, but I know I'm going to want more than four. And a couple of people I know have watched it. They burn through all four in a sitting because it's basically like a two-hour movie. Yeah. Uh, And it's really good. Uh, I hope they make more because... uh, I do love that video game. Yeah, most people do. And this is kind of like... well, a if you play the video games a lot, you'll you'll I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, but it's a nice it gets legit treatment and it's better than 
99% of video game adaptions <laughs> that hit the big screen. So um, Snowfall, it looks like they're replaying the first episode on Tuesday, but episodes generally air on Wednesday. That's it. Okay, Wednesday. Yep. Yeah. So there'll be a double feature Tuesday, Wednesday Going for the first Wednesday. and the second, and then Wednesdays. So, yeah, and, uh, you know, it's pretty darn good. So So check that out. Also, the only other thing that was on TV this week was Preacher. I happen to love that show. Uh, this episode was good, but the first two was high adrenaline, high octane. Like, holy shit, this one finally slowed down a minute. Yeah. And uh, I knew it had to happen, and it's not a bad episode or anything, but I was just like, oh. Okay, the first ones, I was like white-knuckled, like friggin', <laughs> uh, I can't believe this. This is some crazy shit. Like you were on crack. Yeah, like I was on the crack. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, crack, I, I should say, crack is never anything to joke about, except on always sunny yeah. in philly because they <laughs> yeah. just do it so fucking good and funny and they like the seed is planted at the beginning of one episode where dennis is like oh yeah you know crack it's uh it's pretty good and then by the end of the episode he's full on on the hunt for crack mac is ready <laughs> to try the crack d's like what you got some crack <laughs> it's it's an ongoing thing so if you watch always sunny in philly you know okay. they are the only ones that get away with it can i have uh one crack, please? <laughs> yeah, I'd like one crack, please. How much you got? I have uh, $300. Is that enough? <laughs> Is that enough? Yeah, yeah that, that'll be good. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it. Uh, <laughs> that's it, but that's it, though. Don't, 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 nothing else jokes about <laughs> no, the crack, but no. uh, Always Sunny gets a pass. I mean, those guys, don't, they don't give a fuck anyways. They joke about whatever. But it, overall, it is a very serious thing, um, and this is not a funny show. Uh, about <laughs> what the show yeah the well no the one we're recording yeah, right no, now the uh, the snowfall oh, okay. uh, it's very serious um, but it does have some moments of levity uh, so yeah uh also i i can't help it when i when i think of crack uh i think of that scene and it's so ridiculous with uh, jonah hill and leonardo dicaprio from the wolf of wall street where jonah hill's like smoke some crack with me bro <laughs> and they're like going the back of this fucking bar and they they smoke the crack and Jonah Hill's got that ridiculous laugh. Oh my god, that fucking movie is just nuts. Uh but that's uh that's that's neither here nor there. Also, uh I wanted to end on this. The first two if you've not watched any of the season two of Preacher yet, first off, it is already uh, off strong. The first episode has one of the best openings I've ever seen. Uh and they do it all to they open up the show and no I mean this isn't going to ruin the the context of the episode it'll just give you something to think about they open up the show and come on eileen comes on the radio and they're like this is a stupid shite song says the irishman in the back <laughs> and then the preacher up front's like yeah i hate this song and then uh uh tulips is, is tulips like yeah i hate this song and then as it keeps playing toes are tapping uh cassidy in the back starts singing come on and then the more of them by the end they're all singing the fucking song <laughs> tapping their fucking shoes and then they get into a, a situation and i'm not going to tell you the situation but it's fucking nuts and then there's some crazy shit going on to the to come on eileen which is a song that you never would expect mm -hmm. to be hearing in, in primetime television but uh some uh, downright guardians of the galaxy stuff yeah uh and it, it was fucking marvelous uh marvelous <laughs> uh oh. oh look out but yeah, so uh, uh, get on that preacher. Uh, first episode was a fucking mind blower. Second one was good. Third one was like, it's good, but now, okay, you're slowing down. Pick it back up a little, but I understand you got to do that to move the story along. 
that being said, we're going to move it into our reviews. Uh, we got uh, Spider-Man and the house. One's going to take longer than the other, and I'll leave you approximately as long as it takes to get in here to figure out which one that's going to be. That's some 90s air guitar goodness there for you. Actual guitar, but for us, air guitar right there. Um, and uh, I'm sure that at least uh, was watched by many uh, people who probably listen. As it was the 90s version of the animated Spider-Man. We were just talking, actually, during uh, when we were getting that uh, ready to go, that we, uh, we both liked one of the late 2000s called The Spectacular Spider-Man, which is a great 30, 36 episode animated series. Um, some of their two or three part episodes are better than some of the movies it's yeah it's really really good the writing on that is good of course the animation is familiar it's not too new it's like a hybrid between uh modern animation and that of the 90s i really enjoy it so but that's not here what we're here to talk about um i have some things to say about spider-man do you think they're going to be good, or do you think they're going to be bad? What do you think? I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be great. Hey, that's what you're waiting to hear. Tony the Tiger just Sp- walked in. That's right. Spider-Man Homecoming is exactly what the Spider-Man franchise needed. Sony said, Marvel, take the wheel. Marvel said, yes, please. Uh, and they fucking drove that motherfucker to a number one hit, is what they did. Um, $17 million. Yes, sir. Uh, and it's not just a cash grab and it's going to crash next week. It's going to sustain because Marvel is a movie-making, fucking money-making machine, and they are the machine! <laughs> and it's uh, a little Joe Rogan uh, thing there. J-Rod turned me on to this story of the machine. Burt Kreischer. Oh, my God. If you have extra time, give just, that a look. Just Google the machine story. Yeah. Oh, my God. I am the machine! All of them are slightly <laughs> different variations, so you can watch it like four and five times. Yeah. Just as good a time. That's right. Uh, and Spider-Man is a machine, a money-making machine, as is Marvel. This movie was good, 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 good. Uh, certified fresh at, I believe, 93%, mm-hmm. um, which is higher than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's higher than the Avengers, for God's sakes. Uh, now, I'm not necessarily saying that I hold it up there yet, but I had a damn good time at this movie. A damn good time, I say. Yeah, absolutely. I think it does better generally because it's a little more family-friendly. Um, it's not obviously as big as a donor uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy. No, it's two, a, so. a lot, a lot uh, lighter. Yeah, light. It's a very good, lighthearted movie. To, to the the money that it made has already passed studios asking the question: Do we need more lighthearted movies like <laughs> Spider Man versus dark and brooding movies like The Dark Knight? No, you need a, a fucking hybrid in the middle, which is what Marvel is doing. Yeah. It's just why they're killing the game. And they you know, figured that different out. Different types of movies appeal to different people. Guys. That's right. Um, and this one, it appeals to everyone, and they've done a good job uh, of establishing a great story. And that brings me to one of my questions that I have 
for just anybody, uh, mm. if you want to talk with us, you can email either one of us at uh, com. Go over to the contact section. We'd love to hear from any of our listeners, which we uh, we love dearly. Um, thank you uh, for listening, and I want to know. So please let us know. Do you think this is Marvel's best villain ever? Oh, best villain ever? Yeah, no. you know, uh, no. see, I argue maybe so. No. Uh, he, I do. Okay. I'm saying, I don't know, man. It's tough. No, I love, I, do. I love Loki to yeah, death. There's, it's no, no contest. But go ahead. I love make, Loki. Make your argument. I love Loki to death. Okay, but Loki is not as relatable as the Michael Keaton villain. What I love about the Michael Keaton villain is this was a a happy, hardworking, driven man that had set up and worked hard for what he got, okay? Now, the villain story, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but something goes down and makes him uh, have a change from I'm going to work hard to I'm going to just turn into this fucking guy that's going to take what I want well, and you're not going to fuck with me. Make, yeah. yeah, and uh, I just I love that about this character, and I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I just am blinded by my love for Michael Keaton. I, I, I literally do. I love the dude. No, I, think I think he's it great. Was a, a great performance. I think it's a great character. I just, I mean, for my money, I mean, like for me, <laughs> uh, um, the, the Loki, um, he embodies the the grander aspects of what Marvel is doing now, and maybe they'll work Vulture into that. But as of right now, I don't now, think so. Yeah, but as of right now, I mean. Loki's the king bad guy, and you can say all you want about Thanos, but he ain't done shit in any not of the yet, movies. At least. Yeah, not visibly, um, directly. And and that's what it comes down to. So you say you've made your choice, and I say no, I haven't. I make an argument because I also make can make an argument for Loki overall. Mm-hmm. Loki has more appeal to span over any Marvel movie you can put Loki in. You take Michael Keaton out, you try to put him in a different franchise that doesn't really fit. So uh, Loki can fit in anything. Um, he is just that good. And it's actually his character that would allow him to fit in anything because he is a fucking trickster. (laughs) So, uh, it's tough. And my third, like if, uh, if I had to choose a top three, like it would be Loki. I really am throwing Michael Keaton in there at least temporarily. And then I really like Kilgrave on Jessica Jones from the TV. Yeah, he's good. He's David Tennant, you know, the motherfucker was bad, you know, damn. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there, there are. It's it's hard to say, but he is at least in consideration from what I saw of this movie. Now I'd need to probably see it a couple more times before I can make a definitive answer on that. Yeah. But uh, I thought that they were going to take a goofy character and he was going to be goofy with a goofy story. And this is the first time I've ever actually liked this villain. I never cared about him in the animated series. I thought he was stupid. I'm like, what, a flying fucking dude? Yeah, he's just always there. Yeah, I'm like, this guy's dumb. And they managed to make me go, that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Michael Keaton did was fucking awesome. What Tom Holland did as Spider-Man, fucking awesome. Uh, you think maybe Robert Downey Jr. is not going to be in the movie except for what you saw in the trailer? No, sir. He was in the movie way more than you expected, but still not, you know, the whole thing, mm-hmm. but way more than you think and more than just a couple scenes. Uh, and it really lends nicely to the film. And of course there are uh, some other surprises uh, in form <laughs> that you see, at least in one commercial uh, involving Mr. Uh, America, Captain America. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those where you go and it, it, it has a, it has a familiar feel, but slightly different. And I, I think that's the, the Sony bit of it, but it's, I think that's very little. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that maybe Marvel has 
not trying to get back to, but trying to work in some more family-friendly stuff. Uh, they've kind of gotten away from that in their more uh, popular or uh, mainstream. Or... Sure, and they're getting into some more heavy stuff, too. Yeah, and, and with it's this, only it can be an worse, right? Yeah, it is. In, uh, uh, that's a good thought right there. How many comic book movies in a row has it been now that the little kids are like, I want to go see that. Well, you can't. You yeah, know? or let me check it out first, and we'll get back to you. Like, yeah. There's none of that with, with mm -hmm. Spider-Man. And it's also, like, uh, I like what your train of thought there. Marvel it can throw it off. To be like, it's still us, but it's not completely us. Well, I think they have more room to do that with Sony, and quite frankly, I was surprised how Marvel the movie was. It was totally like Marvel. Yeah, it, it was like a it, Marvel film. It fits right into the storyline and the yeah. lore and the timeline of everything else that they're doing. So I think that was actually done spe spectacularly how they integrated him into their whole universe in a single yeah. film without beating you over the head with it. Yeah, I, I think they did it on purpose, too, so if this partnership goes south anytime soon you can't just pick up tom holland to spider-man and carry on that's right uh it's yeah because it's tied to their specific movie stories yeah. that that sony can't make a movie about involving or talking about any of that yeah. so now if sony wants to make a spider-man movie and be like hey marvel fuck you marvel can be like well you can't use 90 percent of the stuff we did in homecoming so yeah. Good luck. Guess you can call it a reboot with the actor, but you're gonna have to write a whole new story there, guys. Yeah, or uh, pretend like none of it ever happened. Yeah, because that's part of the deal. We own our writers, and that's what you used, and everything using involved Robert Downey Jr. and everything Marvel related, which is most 97 percent of the fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, so, so if you're wondering, the other movies you re well, I guess there's really only one you need to see, but the first Avengers movie you need mm -hmm. to see. Yeah, that it, yeah, it's anything that goes on past the first Avengers movie. Mm -hmm. They a make. Little a little bit of um, uh, Winter Soldier and a little bit of Civil War sneak their ways in there. But yeah. Other than that, it's mostly the first Avengers. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on. It, it's uh, yeah, I, I think it's done extraordinarily well. This is a this was a slam dunk movie for me. I absolutely loved it. Uh, Anna absolutely loved it. Uh, J Rod I think loved it. Um, I did. Most people walked out of that theater going, yeah. I didn't see anybody leaving going, well, that was fucking stupid. Because <laughs> uh, it wasn't. It was great. And I urge you, I beg you to stay all the way till the end. I look around and people got up after the first one. And I, I, I when people get up right away from the theater, I'm like, these. how do you people not know? How do you not know? But, it, you know, it happens. They, wanna, they may not care. They yeah. got to get in that car, beat the traffic I out know. of the movie. That's right. Line, yeah. That's right. Uh, but. Uh, just for your own good, I implore you to stay till the very end of Spider-Man because it's worth it. I'll just say that. <laughs> and if you have already been like, well, shit, I didn't do it, you can Google it, and there's an HD video of what goes down. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm not going to say what, but it is a nice, fun surprise um, and gave us a hearty laugh. Everybody in the theater, a hearty laugh, <laughs> unless they didn't get it. In that case, I can't help you. <laughs> if you don't get it, then I just... Uh, my guess is you probably either like or dislike every movie. <laughs> That's the only thing. Cause uh, you know, other than that, but no, I, I, you know, I rate this movie high. It's not perfect. It's, it's got a little predictability. I call it uh, uh, star Wars problems. And for star Wars, these are Marvel problems. These are very little things that you want to nitpick about it. Um, that I'm not even really going to get into because it's so nitpicky, but it's not a perfect film. But it's it's really really good, um, and it, and that's every Marvel movie. Uh, they 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 knock them out of the park, but they, there's just some things in these movies you're just gonna have to take take with the movie because 
there's just no way around it in this one more so with the predictability because of some of the other ones no that's not true i found actually the past one, two, three, past four or five Marvel movies to be slightly predictable in their approach. Um, that doesn't mean when I go into the theater, I know that what's going to happen in the movie. It means when I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, I bet this is going to happen, and then it happens to happen. Um, I, then that, you feel smart. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, that happened in Spider-Man to me a few times, but Anna didn't put it together, neither did the rest of the movie theater that I was in. Uh, well, I don't know about the rest of but most people in the movie theater didn't put it together uh, and you go, how do you know? Because when it happened, there was people going, <gasps> uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. I thought everybody thought that, you know, I thought that was a given, but things are, are I guess, never to be a given um, in movies. And I often forget that my my brain is uh, sli- is trained to do that. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's partly that, but you're able, uh, as part of your training, to look past the... Um, you know, the instant spectacle of it all and, yeah. and make deductions. Most people just see the things go up and they go, ooh, ah. It's true, though. They don't mean to diminish because yeah. that's what the point of the movie is, right? So yeah. It's expertly crafted to do that. But. Yeah. Uh, and and this one really is is good. It really made me like if I wanted to to be like you know what I didn't like about Spider Man, it made me actually <laughs> have to sit there and think of a few things that I could yeah. tell you that I didn't like about it. And if you have to sit and think that hard about what you didn't like. You, you liked the movie a pretty fair amount. So that's why I'm going to rate this movie right on with the other critics. I'm going to say 93% on this, my boy. Get out there and watch it. It's really good. You can bring the whole family. You can go by yourself. Either way, if you go, everybody you're leaving with is going to be entertained. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about the movie is we never got to see what Instant Kill was. I look forward to that day. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I look forward to that day as well. Uh, perhaps we shall see that <laughs> in Infinity War, which is coming up here uh, next year, which is going to be quite the epic film. So Marvel has in stock now uh, Thor, uh, which is going to be coming out in November, November. And then they have uh, Black Panther, uh, which looks great, um, which which is really weird. We thought we both thought it was really weird that they would show a Black Panther trailer and not a Thor trailer, since Thor comes out before the Black Panther. Yeah, like but, this year. Yeah, like but whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, the, it looked great in 3D. Uh, I was like, cool waterfall. Whoa. Oh, I did look it up though. The uh, in, uh, Infinity comes out in May. Yeah. Oh, so re- we get February really? and May. Yeah. Okay. We, so I don't yeah. know what the fall movie is gonna be. Or if there will be one. Yeah. They, they usually stick to two a year. Who at, knows? But, at least uh, as of right now, it's slated for me. Yeah, we were, and if you, and if you were wondering, we were uh, wondering on the way home, we were trying to deduce what uh, we thought Marvel was going to do with the movie coming out in February, which they've never done. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, well, that's a weird release date. But, uh, yeah, they have, we were like, so is it going to be May still? And apparently, according uh, to the interwebs, it will be. Um, but yeah, uh, Spider-Man, big, big score for me. It's a five star film. Uh, it's again, family friendly, uh, by, if you go by yourself, it's, you, you know, you're going to be entertained for the whole time. You might want somebody to talk to after cause it was so dang good. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Tom Holland and Michael Keaton and the guy in the chair really drove this one home for me. Man. And of course the smoking hot Aunt May. Uh, played by Marissa Tomei, which um, we discussed. I, th- I, I 
I do honestly think they tried to make her look older. Yeah, they did. They they put some age lines on her. They distressed her under the eyes a little mm-hmm. bit with some character shadow. They had her dressed down as to not accentuate. Yeah, wearing uh, mom jeans and crap. Exactly. Wearing, like if, if this was Marissa Tomei uh, or a lady that looked like Marissa Tomei in real life, there's no way that she would be wearing the things that she was wearing. <laughs> yeah. But I think Marvel was like, A, we're going to have a younger audience, and B, we really don't want to over-sexualize Aunt May. Yeah, and she is traditional older she's not yeah she's not that age she's generally an older lady mm-hmm. yeah she's never been as young as she is in this yeah. particular instance so, so they tried to age her up and you just can't you can't age that beauty uh, we <laughs> saw right through it we're like that ah, you try to age up marissa tomei and you fail makeup artist <laughs> because she is just too lovely no, you I, can't do it i don't think they failed necessarily because no, you know there's a whole generation out there who's don't know her honestly. yeah that's true oscar um, winner though they should yeah my cousin Vin. Mm-hmm. um but uh that being said i think that um I, I think it was just noticeable more so because she was done differently than she was in, in civil, civil war. war she was i know do you think it's just us that picked up on that yeah probably probably because yeah. it was years ago civil war not yeah years, but... but yeah it feels like it's yeah. uh, crazy in, shit in the went Marvel down world it sure does yeah uh but no this is good 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 stuff right here um so yeah i, I think that's kind of a slam dunk no-brainer though i think everybody a already knows it's going to be pretty good and uh because the the way that marvel does things the slow introductions. You already know this character. And everybody's like, you know, I'm sick and tired of seeing Spider-Man origin stories. Okay, cool. <laughs> you don't have to, and you can still go see the new one, which is not an origin story. Yeah. They treat it so good that you already know that he gets bit by a radioactive spider. You already know all that stuff. Well, they don't need to show you. there about it, too. Yeah, but they don't need to show you this time. And every time they reboot the thing, they start from scratch, and people are sick of that. But for this movie, it's not that. Yeah, it's really not there. Well, it's uh, already exi- he already exists as Spider-Man when it starts. He does. And they do a better job of following the lore. There are a lot in the t- previous two iterations that changed that, like in the Sam Raimi version, the web came out of his body, which is not how that goes. No, nor in the comics either, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then they tried to fix it. But those ones with Andrew Garfield were good at the time. But when you rewatch them, you go, oh. Man, especially <laughs> part two. Part one gets a pass. Martin Sheen's in that motherfucker. So even if it's all too brief, but mm-hmm. still, uh, part two though, oof, ooh, ooh, yeah. Oof. Well, they just don't live up to the Marvel. No, it and changes. they certainly it's don't. Change things, and for the better. Uh, and Sony's like, hot damn, we got a hot property on our hands again. Uh, <laughs> and I, I look forward to future installments where I think the Vulture will only exist in that Sony Marvel Spider Man hybrid world. Spider Man will transcend his villains will not yeah uh, is what i think Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so there's that um and then i just have a quick thing to say here about uh there was a movie also came out this week uh me and anna were excited to check out called the house about will ferrell and amy poehler they start a casino in their basement to pay for their daughter's college and um you know it uh, got ripped up (laughs) ripped up pretty bad and here's the thing that I want to say about this, and it's going to be brief. Because, Lackluster, perhaps. No, I, and, and you know what? I think that people, I don't know what they expect, because it it gave me exactly what I expected to see out of that movie, and I had some laughs. So um, I, I don't know if the criteria that they were being measured against was too high or, or what, but uh, for what it was, we thought it was pretty damn funny. So 
I'm oh, not wow. saying it's a good movie, but I'm saying if you rent it or if you watch it, you're going to get some laughs. It's like Get Hard, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not Oscar-winning material. It's not even close. But when you watch it, you get some laughs. It's a dumb movie for uh, not dumb people, but people in the mood for a dumb movie. That's exactly a great way to put it, and that I really can't put it any better. So just, so just know <laughs> that if somebody tells you that The House is an awful movie, see it yourself before you make the decision. You know what I mean? And if you want to wait to rent it, I totally get that. But just know it's not as bad as Rotten Tomatoes and everybody makes it out to be at its 16%. It's a lot better than 16%, um, um, at least for the laughs. I was uh, doing some catch-up reading here, and I stumbled across this little note. In 2018, there will be a total of eight Marvel movies, ba or movies based on Marvel comics. Holy uh, shit. February, Black Panther, Avengers, Infinity War, May, Ant-Man, uh, Whoa. July. Whoa. Hey, uh, now. Really? Venom, Venom, October. Venom is next year already? They just cast the motherfucker. Yeah, the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Uh, it's an animated movie. But, okay. Um, December. Uh, Fox will have the New Mutants in uh, April and uh, Deadpool 2 in June. Well, hot damn. Oh, X-Men The Dark Phoenix, which will be awesome, I hope. I hope. Uh, in November. Well, damn, sounds like we got a year of comic book-filled films yeah, next so year. Yeah, so those first three, or yeah, the first three are actual Marvel Studio movies. And they're also doing Inhumans, but it's on the TV. Yeah, um, and there's a trailer out for that you can watch. It's a good trailer, yeah, too. Sony will have Venom and the animated Spider-Man movie I talked about, and uh, Fox, Fox has with the, the Mutants, Deadpool, and X-Men. Yeah, so. and they're also working in conjunction with Marvel Television on a Fox show called Gift. The Gifted, I believe, as well. Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. That's because yeah. I've seen previews mm -hmm. for it uh, as well. Because we were know. like, "That's the Chris uh, Chris Evans movie." I've seen with it the, cross my path, but I haven't read girl, into it. Which is actually a good movie. Um, but yeah, uh, and then there's this little gem here. I'm just going to tell you: Once Upon a Time in Venice is a movie you've most likely never heard of, and you probably never would hear of unless you were on. Uh, voodoo or if you're flipping through your pay-per-views or stuff like that it's got a great cast it's got bruce willis it's got john goodman up in there and more um and it was funny as hell me and anna watched it this tuesday because we had never seen it and if for finding movies we've both never seen is a chore sometimes and uh, we both thought it was really funny once upon a time in venice short easy watch an hour and 26 minutes uh you know uh and just very much worth your time uh, to check it out. So check out Once Upon a Time in Venice. It's one of those little movies I keep in my back pocket now uh, <laughs> because it's one that most people will never heard of. So people will be like, hey, have you seen anything good lately? I'm going to be, as a matter of fact, I have outside of Spider-Man. Uh, I've seen Once Upon a Time in Venice. So that being said, uh, this is our Spider-Man show, uh, Planet, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War of the Planet mm -hmm. of the Apes, excuse me, comes out uh, next week. That'll be the main event uh, movie of our show here. And we look forward to talking about that. Again, I got to say one more time, rip to Nelson Ellis. Rest in peace. Uh, I looked up to this man. I, I watched him throughout his entire career. And it just really, uh, I was really sad to see that go down. Uh, 39 years old is way too early, and especially when it's uh, a guy that, that has got such a great talent. So, uh, also uh, out. Sorry. To no, no, no problem. But also out. Uh, and limited coming to a theater near you, hopefully, is that a ghost story? 
Oh, uh, the, yeah. The Casey, the Casey Affleck. Affleck wearing a sheet movie, which looks weird as fuck. But it looks good, though. Yeah. I in a weird way. Yeah, if you watch the trailer, it's really hard to tell exactly what's going on. You don't know, but, but you kind of want to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's rated at 87, certified fresh. So. I think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and we, J-Rod brought it up a while, while back. Yeah. And then I was like, really? Yeah, okay. And then I checked it out. And then I saw it at the theater, too. And I was like, it was a second trailer for it. And I was like, this is, I think, is going to be pretty good. So... That's J Rod for you. He's scoping them out way months in ahead of time. He's yep. just popping them out there. That's what so I do. listen to that man, damn it, uh, <laughs> over there. That being said, though, we're going to end our show here. We will be back next week, as always, and we have a familiar little chorus to take you out. Thank you, Marvel, for getting together with Sony, and thank you for working out your differences for giving us a great, great movie in the Spider Man and a great movie with Michael, or great movie, great villain with Michael Keaton and a damn good time at the movies. And in case I don't see you, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.